So today is another bad movies day. Yeah. Um, we got a few more to talk about. So, so we decided to break these episodes up into two. And then uh, after that, we'll probably uh, say goodbye uh, to 2019 movies yeah. after today. Um, which uh, actually feels, if it, it, it probably sounds, it sounds nice. It sounds yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. We, we've talked a lot about 2019. Yeah, I haven't seen a single 2020 movie yet, and it's almost March. No, yeah, it's me crazy. neither. Me yeah. neither. But, um, uh, yeah, have you seen anything anything of note lately before we get into some of the bad movies? Yeah, you know, I it's been a, uh, it's been a short week since the last episode, but mm-hmm. I managed to watch a lot of movies in that time. <laughs> there we go. Uh, especially recently. <laughs> That's the spirit, <laughs> <Yeah>. Luke. <laughs> uh, so today, for instance, um, I watched the original Mad Max for the first time. Oh. Uh, yeah, still, yeah. Took me a while to get to because I had only seen... Uh, uh, Fury Road, and uh, my brother's got you know his giant DVD closet. And I've just been going for it lately, and he it's mm-hmm. one of them. He has that in the Road, Road Warrior, and uh, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, nice. And uh, yeah, and the original Mad Max was really cool. Like, uh, yeah, really, really uh, gritty and comic booky and fun. Uh, and it's interesting to see how uh, downscaled the vision was in comparison yeah. to Fury Road. Uh, probably. You know, with how action, how different action movies were at the time, uh, but yeah, still really fun, really enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I hadn't seen that one before. I saw Fury Road too, and I think I would have liked it better had I seen that first, because then you know nothing can compare to to yeah. Fury Road, especially yeah, if it's yeah, made yeah. in like the eighties. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I'll probably want to watch Fury Road after watching these, just because yeah. uh, uh, it'll probably just be hilarious to see how much crazier it is yeah, <laughs> yeah for real nice Mad but yeah so i'll be probably watching the road warrior soon so i'll, I'll report on that another 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 episode so uh yesterday i watched a really interesting movie with also with mel gibson uh oh. very different called what women want it's oh, a romantic yeah. <laughs> comedy in Chicago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's directed by uh, Nancy Myers, and I've been Nancy Myers is a director. I'm, I, I, I'm personally trying to watch all of her movies, uh, and and this movie in this movie, Mel Gibson basically can hear all the thoughts of all women, and he's already a womanizing sex fiend in the advertising industry. Yeah, in real life and in the movie, yeah. So it's a very – so if that doesn't sell you right there and how weird this movie is. Um, but, yeah, despite the fact that that is such a weird kind of uh, problematic premise, uh, I would say that I I was fairly entertained by this movie. Um, and I thought it was uh, – 
I thought it was a solid a solid flick. It's not something I would normally say I like. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you if you if you don't take it too seriously and you just uh you just get into the kind of dumbness of it, it's kind of a lot of fun. Yeah, no, uh, that's a fun watch for sure. Yeah, there's there's rom coms that are just kind of dumb and kind of fun, and that I I like those. And I thought I think this one is, has a good has good movie. It's good movie quality, you know. <laughs> it's got good movie qualities to it. Uh, so yeah, that's what that's what women want. Uh, I've I uh, have thought about before. So I saw that movie a long time ago. That's one of like a classic that my family rented together and we watched yeah. together. And I remember thinking that was like a funny premise yeah. at the time. But I've since overthought that so much. Like if someone could read my thoughts, it would be the weirdest, most incoherent thing yeah. ever. Like I like it's just listening to people talk, but they just form like these complete sentences that just make total sense in the story. Well, yeah, the movie, well, the movie, they move a movie. They movie up all their like thoughts. They're like, oh, da da da, you know, like he's look at him going over there, yeah. like, oh. and then Judy Greer's like suicidal in it. It's so weird. God, She's man. like, oh my god, no one's even noticing me. I wonder if they would notice if I jumped off the building or something like that. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> I uh, so what men want just came out in 2019. Oh, with uh... Taraji P Henson. Yes, yes. Yeah, do you see a trailer for that? Yeah, so that's uh, on Hulu. I, I probably did. And I started watching that one to prepare oh, for this the podcast sequel. the other day, but I, I honestly stopped after 15 minutes. I that makes even, sense. I didn't want to finish it. That makes sense. You, yeah. you just can't uh, you can't uh, beat the original these days. No, no. Oh, just all these remakes. Come on. <laughs> just give me the original just, again. Just Come leave... On. Just leave the integrity of the original film. Yeah, they're ruining the you know the lore of the original movie. Just butchering it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. what? That's what women want. Uh, and, and so an interesting rewatch I did. Very what on the day before uh, was Miracle, the. Mm-hmm the uh kurt russell disney hockey movie real life hockey movie <laughs> it was the like the what 40th anniversary of of miracle on ice now is it well yeah, it was playing just... on espn and that's why i watched it yeah that's what i saw too yeah yeah so that was this is a movie that i grew up with and just really liked as a kid and i hadn't i haven't really seen it since then Mm-hmm. And it, so it was a really interesting watch, Joe, you know, to see like the reasons I liked it, to see what I think of it now, because uh, it's a it's a weird, uh, you know, it's very Disney sports movie. Yeah. Uh, so it's got a lot of those good things, like the very hardcore coach, and it's got great music, and it's got really inspirational speeches all the time, and great montages. But this movie's also very patriotic. And very acts like the hockey game uh, solved the Cold War crisis <laughs> or something or I don't I don't even know it's just it's just a weird film and plus Kurt Russell is uh, kind of an asshole in it for a very irredeemable asshole for a lot of the movie even though he is a great he's great at playing this hockey coach uh, yeah so much to unpack from wow. Miracle I still haven't seen Miracle. Oh, you, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. But it's that, it's huge with our generation. It's, I feel so it's like. the one where Kurt Russell is like, 
if you ever seen the speech in oh, the I've locker seen the room speech. where he's like, yeah, this is your time, like that one, and he has the yeah. Minnesota accent. Mm-hmm. So there, and there's, yeah, it's pretty. So it's pretty cool because Kurt Russell really fits as a hockey coach in this mm-hmm. movie. Like he works really well. <laughs> and yeah, I feel you, like it's huge with our generation. Like that clip of the speech is like, yeah, probably has millions of views on YouTube, and I've definitely like seen that, but. Yeah, and you know how yeah. in like in Remember the Titans, you develop the relationship with the team, you know, all mm-hmm. the team actors. They try to do that in this as well, and so there's all these like these like you know uh, nice nice haired dudes with uh, <laughs> Boston and Minnesota accents, and it's a good time. I, I recommend. I, reco- I recommend it. <laughs> it's yeah, got I got- great. It's got a great inspirational soundtrack as well. That's one of those that people. When they find out I haven't seen Miracle, they're like, oh, you gotta see Miracle. <laughs> you know, that's one of those ones. I definitely, I definitely want to see it, and I, I like hockey, and I like the whole story. I just haven't gotten around to it. But I'm also, yeah. I'm not always super drawn to like the based on a true story sports movies because yeah. I always because sports are already dramatic, in, you know, in themselves, and then yeah. they just make them overly dramatic about everything. So, yeah. yeah. I, that's that's why um I grew up with them and I think that's why I liked them so much is because mm-hmm. the drama was really easy to calculate always yeah like yeah the <laughs> Disney sports movies those were my thing yeah. uh remember Glory, the Titans Road, Miracle and Glory Road yeah the, yeah. the Disney sports trilogy um <laughs> uh, and also the Ben Affleck uh, uh basketball movie oh. comes out in like a week the way back yeah and that it looks really yeah i'm intrigued i definitely yeah i definitely want to see that one i've seen all the ben affleck press tours he's doing uh it's like a very direct comeback movie it looks (laughs) like like you know you're gonna know exactly what's gonna happen yeah super direct comeback movie for like him too as an actor and how he just talked about dealing with alcoholism (laughs) (laughs) yeah it looks yeah. like some real some real stuff yeah there we go nice all right so yeah that'd be uh that's that that's my what i've seen this week gotcha all that's right the, probably one of the weirdest ones i've ever done <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't have too much either since it's been uh it's been short but uh one of them that i've been wanting to see for a while is purple rain which i finally got around to seeing uh, I feel like another one that uh, is a huge yeah, popular movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to. Um, I mean, really, really enjoyable movie because the performances by Prince are like awesome. And I've actually been to a show at First Avenue, which is like featured constantly throughout the movie. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of a cool little uh, side note that I enjoyed too. Um, but there's a storyline that goes along with it, but I, I didn't really care too much. It, about it's more it, about the music and yeah. the, honestly, it's like would, a long music video, long, long concert movie, pretty much yeah, that's kind cool. of like, uh, yeah, like stop making sense. The, uh, talking heads one, but we yeah, still have to see obviously. as well. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, really great concert film, like amazing yeah. concert film. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it's just the the only nitpicky things, I guess, would just be the the storyline, which kind of was basic and um, almost uh, almost unnecessary. I was honestly when it'd be him and 
Um, you just zone out during the in between yeah. scenes. Yeah. Like get back to the music. Yeah, it's uh, but it, it wasn't like it wasn't horrible. Still, um, you're bringing down the energy like in here. <laughs> yeah, you're harshing <laughs> the mellow, dude. Yeah, so um, I still recommend Purple Rain if you haven't seen it yet. Good movie. Um, and it makes you uh makes you want to listen to Prince more because I definitely mm. I definitely haven't listened to Prince enough. Nah, me neither. Um, he's he's a god though. He is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Another one I saw was. Uh, oh, okay. We'll talk about. We'll talk about this one. Yeah, I saw a Minnelli movie. Uh, which we've talked oh, yeah. about Minnelli I a saw. lot. On this that one's uh, the one from the Criterion collection. Yeah, Criterion's got this great collection going on now of Film Plays Itself, I think it's called. Is it really? A bunch of movies just about just... Hollywood and making movies. Mm. Um, and this is one of them. Uh, it stars Kirk Douglas, too, so it's timely because he just mm. passed away. Uh, but yeah, it was a solid, solid movie. Um, not as memorable for me as um some of the other Minnellis we've talked about on the podcast right. obviously um but I, did i even say the name i don't even know if i did it's called two <laughs> weeks two weeks in another town <laughs> uh two weeks what in another town doing? is the title <laughs> yeah it's just this mystery movie by Minnelli that you're never gonna know the title yeah <laughs> who knows if i ever say the name to what yeah. i'm talking about <laughs> Also, not one of the more memorable titles of uh, Minnelli movies, but uh, yeah, it was, it was still good. And if you like Hollywood stories, I'm I'm guessing it's not a like musical because it. it's Kirk Douglas. No, it's not a musical. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, there's just a good, solid old Hollywood feel to it. So uh, yeah, if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood recently, it definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's of that. Uh, fancy. It's of that era, like the '60s. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Kirk Douglas is like kind of a washed up actor, and um, so it, that's I mean, cool. There's a lot of parallels with yeah, him a lot and, of parallels uh, there. DiCaprio, uh, for sure. Nice. Uh, so yeah, two weeks in another town. Good movie about making movies. If you're into that, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've seen lately since our last podcast. I, what? I want to talk about. Uh, I had to get my point in there. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, there's a movie. There's a movie that you saw uh, on the before the last podcast that I, we didn't talk about. Uh, oh. That I want to talk about. Uh, it's uh, Network by Sidney Lumet. Mm, Network, yes. Yeah, because that was one where I was look. I think I was looking at your uh, diary or something from the night before because it was still pulled up. And I was like, "Wait, he watched uh, Network. Why didn't he mention the the network? The network? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I mention Network? I didn't that, even yeah, well, that. Uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, we could talk about that real quick because that is one of uh, my favorite movies. Wow, yeah, what an amazing movie! And it's making me mad that I haven't seen it sooner because I've had the chance." And I just haven't gotten around oh, to it. And I love you had the chance. You know, it's it's on it's there on Netflix. I'm just staring at it, and then I just I just don't get it. Oh, it is it. on Netflix. I don't think it is anymore. I saw it on TCM, but at one point it was, and I there's honestly several days that I it's like late at night. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna watch a movie before bed, and I you contemplated. I, network. I just stare at Network on my Netflix <laughs> queue, and I'm like, I should finally get around to seeing this. 
but then it's always like <laughs> uh, by the time I decide on something it's so late that I don't I want to watch something like mindless and so I never yeah and it's it. not uh it's definitely not mindless yes not at all I don't yeah. think it's a difficult watch but it's a lot of it's a lot of words you gotta follow yeah it's a lot of dialogue yeah yeah a lot of very well written sentences but I, I I love 12 Angry Men and Dog Day Afternoon yeah um which are the other Lumets that I've seen and yeah I I'm just so mad it took me so long to watch it but well worth it it's so good um still still holds up for media the media today too yeah Uh, it's really interesting to see sort of because you always can get wrapped up in like oh nowadays this is always like this you know the media is always like this or um you know politics is always like this but if you like watch you know a movie from this time about that very subject then you kind of see like oh no it's really always been that way but it's just yeah slightly different now. it's you know, evolved different into yeah. internet yeah right and other so it's hyperized i guess yeah now yeah that's a movie it, more. network's yeah. a movie that like i used to feel uh this way about uh f- like fight club uh mm. where i would just like watch it and be like this is everything <laughs> this is a this is everything right now yeah that's how i i think I haven't watched Network in a little bit, but I would still be that same way while watching it. I think it's it's just so prof- prophetic. Yes. And just like there's so many great uh, great speeches that I always have to just be so in tune. Uh, like all the Howard Beale speeches. Uh, yeah. For instance, it's... where he's like, this is the craziest machine in all of the world. <laughs> and he's like, this is the craziest tool. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, how great it is, how they film yeah. him in those. Uh, and yeah, so much great stuff. Faye Dunaway and uh, um, all the performances. Yeah. I. It's so hard not to just be captivated by um, all those speeches. Who plays... Um... I guess you know is it peter finch yeah he plays Howard yeah Beale just when he's on the set yeah giving those like grandiose speeches it's yeah it's like, i'm as mad as hell <laughs> and i'm not gonna take it anymore yeah, yeah. it's uh what yeah what an amazing it's so movie. of its time but yet yeah just really incredibly timeless as well and i know i've been uh more interested in seeing it lately because uh i saw brian cranston was on some talk show uh, and apparently he's doing the yeah the Broadway, Broadway the show. Broadway and now after seeing this movie I I think this would be well um, a great this is obviously a great role for Brian Cranston too I just immediately was like wow I want to see this on Broadway uh, with Cranston in that role totally um, yeah network is so good it definitely is a movie that I feel like relies on the on the actors' performances in it and everyone totally nails it um yeah that's that's a bona fide classic now i gotta see i I pretty much five starred everything by Sidney lumet i've ever seen so i just gotta deep dive into every single one of his movies then too right right i watched one with brando um on the criterion channel a little bit ago called the fugitive kind ah yes it's on Um, the list that one's solid um and then yeah, like I still have to dive more into it. Like uh, Serpico, I haven't seen. Me neither. That's like a movie you're supposed to have seen. Yes, exactly. By yeah. now. 
you know how many times i've seen that poster of al pacino <laughs> i'm like am i gonna watch that yeah <laughs> uh, no. i'll Maybe. just watch youtube videos again for three hours yeah that's what yeah happening. just watch something i'll watch what what women want what yeah what women want yeah. Yeah, yeah sometimes you just gotta watch a bunch of weird things you know yeah because there's so much great cinema out there you gotta dive into uh I mean, this is a great segue into our uh, yes. our topic today. This is a great segue. Uh, there are our, times when I look at my letterbox and I think like, oh my God, four stars, four, four and a half, five stars. Like I've been liking all of these movies I've seen lately. I've got to throw in some like not so good ones. Yeah, you got to cleanse the palate. Yeah, exactly. Cleanse the palate. Yeah, so that's what we're doing here So today. that you appreciate it more. Yeah, right. Because not everything's going to be good, so you got to see the bad ones too. Um, yeah yeah and now so we covered rise of skywalker and some other that was the that was the biggest bad one from our last yeah. episode so we got yeah. some bigger ones now yeah so which uh should i, I can, just start off with the yeah the jo- the joker sure yeah we could start off with the joker and i've got uh this is fresh in your mind I've got a couple of others after that, and that will be it. But yeah, the Joker. I just watched, uh, just watched before we started, and this is one that I obviously had a lot of uh, preconceived uh, <laughs> thoughts, and uh, just I always, I pr- pretty much had my uh, mind made up about what the film was going to be before it, before I saw it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I wa- so I the the watch was interesting because I had all these you know thoughts on what it was gonna be and after hearing so much about it uh, and I was not really surprised by anything I, I pretty much it was exactly kind of what I thought it was gonna be I'd say while it was very I I de- I definitely like it was interesting to watch unfold but I definitely. Uh, everything i pretty much thought it was going to be it was uh and mm-hmm. it i i thought i think the movie has a lot of uh decent things going for it such as like Joaquin Phoenix is yeah. uh really great in it even though his uh performance is really weird sometimes <laughs> and his <laughs> laugh gets really annoying um and, and i think all the actors in it are uh, really good and the, i think it's shot really well and I think it looks beautiful yeah and i think yeah it's shot it there's an effort to uh really shoot it in an interesting way a lot of times uh and and there's it's good music too i just think as a whole you know when it all comes together it uh there were moments where i kind of felt like i had a bad feeling in my stomach watching it especially uh towards the climax area yeah um mm-hmm. especially like just just I, I think it was the way the movie wanted you to think about what was going on. I just really did not have a good feeling about it. Um, like, like uh, towards the end, uh, spoilers, um, <laughs> the Joker shoots Robert De Niro. Yeah. Right, John? We watched the same. Wait, <laughs> We watched what? the same fucked up movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he shoots Robert De Niro. Yeah. And then he goes out on the street 
and it's play it plays like really upbeat rock and roll music as if it you know like like this was all inspired by martin scorsese and uh, and then he just starts partying on the streets and yeah. it's kind of like a feel good vibe i'm like is, is i'm like that's kind of weird like what was really how does this movie actually think that was <laughs> that was a good that that this is all good you know what i mean yeah. i feel like it's just reaching it's reaching so much in its uh message as it goes on and tries to do more and more uh yeah yeah it just keeps it just keeps swinging and missing for me i think is i don't feel like any of that is really like earned or makes sense at all yeah yeah i and i think the movie starts from a very nice humble place on just trying to uh deal with mental illness and being mm-hmm. like oh this all originated from abuse and mental illness which i think is a you know a really decent place to start with a joker movie but then as it goes on and on and and it becomes his uh when he starts to become the joker i really thought uh i just i thought the ideas of the movie just i were they were not for me yeah. uh, i just didn't really agree with what the movie thought <laughs> about what was going on like i didn't think it was i just thought everything was really fucked up I didn't think anything was like heroic or cool or like this guy really was uh, uh, stating it had a message in any way at all. No, um, yeah, exactly. It felt really flat for me. Like none of it, none of it mattered. It was just all bad stuff. There's no no reason to really care uh, about anything. Yeah, yeah. It's all just it's all just bad. It's not. Uh, I think that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, character. There's a lot, of, a lot done to characterize Arthur in this movie, but I still do. It doesn't do anything uh, new. Uh, and there's no new insights on mental illness or anything to say that you know that all this guy's problems can't be fixed just by putting him in a mental institution. Like yeah. I, I, he's obviously just a maniac who should be off the streets you know yeah. like i didn't think there's that much more to it than that and when he starts to do crazy stuff i'm like oh man this is even more crazy and all the attempts to try to uh normalize it i i don't think really work uh like i get mm-hmm. like i get that there's maniacs out there on the streets but i think that by blending uh the scorsese uh the Scorsese model, if you will, with this comic book world, it just has a lot of loose ends that don't really quite make sense and just don't really work for me. And it's uh, it's kind of a turnoff uh, as the movie uh, as the movie uh, ended. I was yeah. like, what the fuck was that? It, yeah, it just it leaves leaves you really empty because I just yeah feel like the whole yeah. time it's sort of like it's throwing out all these you know what it thinks is profound things about mental illness and society yeah and it's just like okay well what about like what about it you know like yeah totally and the movie has a clear arc you know it's just the arc really you're right it feels very flat and i'm just kind of like who feels who is actually feeling good after this movie you know and feeling like wow that was 
you know that really affected me you know what i mean yeah it's, i don't care to see it it's again. just it's just very dark and joaquin's just out of his mind anxious in it all the time that's really all there is to it mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of scorsese uh lifts um especially from taxi driver and uh the king of comedy yeah uh which are they're just very direct lifts and you know i don't i don't i mean it's not like it's a, it's a a crime to lift scorsese nowadays everyone's trying to but if there's such direct lifts in such a uh kind of soulless movie in the end really like we were saying with just the ideas not coming through so i don't i just don't like that he's ripping off scorsese so much in this at all it just doesn't work for me yeah uh clearly everything is influenced by something but it's almost it's just too similar for me it is it's yeah off-putting. It, there's, it's like scene by scene things where you're yeah. like oh yeah that's taxi driver right there and you're like oh that's king of comedy yeah and it, uh yeah it's almost like taking yeah just taking a kid's version of uh travis bickle and uh what's his name rupert pumpkin rupert pumpkin yeah and yeah and just like a simpleton version of their love child in this movie and yeah it's all like the same the same beats he's obsessed with this talk show that he wants to get on yeah and yeah and he does something horrible to the host of the talk show who he's like obsessed with and yeah yeah it's just it's way too similar that if i want to watch a movie like this i'm not going to watch the joker i'm going to watch taxi driver or the king right Road. exactly and there's just there's so many weird scenes in this where he's just getting hit the shit kicked out of him all the time yeah and i'm just like and you're just like what like who who just kicks the shit out of everybody and like yeah there's there's no like he's a cr- the scariest looking guy in new york city and you're just gonna kick the shit out of him like everybody's no. doing it yeah um, yeah, and then he's just, and it's just, and it's just, it's just a repetitive thing that keeps happening. Cause then he just, he starts laughing a ton over and over again too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also kind of like a buffoon, like obviously like he has all the mental issues, but when you think yeah, like this, this movie is to be a, I guess, character origin story of an already established character in the like the batman universe and he's like yeah, this evil I, genius yeah villain. he's supposed to have some brilliance to him but this guy does not have anything no. going for him. he's just a sad sad soul and that's and he, really the only reason to have sympathy exactly yeah and the like everything that happens to him he's not there's no real growth for him like he's just gonna be yeah kind of this psychopath guy that just goes around i guess getting revenge on people killing people or yes they don't understand him or something i don't know but there's no like yeah i I don't see how this is uh, an origin story for joker which is kind of the whole point of the movie but it's really just like a lame take on mental illness and society yeah and i I think he's clearly inspired uh by the heath ledger joker it's like a mix of it's inspired this movie is like half inspired by the dark knight and half inspired by uh 70s 80s scorsese yeah. uh and and i it just kind of i, I it's just kind of annoying because i do like the heath ledger joker mm-hmm. um a lot I, I mean who doesn't 
and yeah. this movie kind of takes that character and just uh, and just does this and it kind of just when you you know he does all the things where he he takes his makeup and he pushes it up and it's all it's kind of yeah. all this homage to uh to the Heath Ledger Joker in a way and and it's just there's just they're on different levels to me on uh just one bit one guy just different characters they're not the same to me at all yeah uh really i think one was uh one was more mysterious and calculated and actually uh what he said in 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 somewhat in nolan's script the kind of you know fit what he was going for um when i this is more of like a playful thing that joaquin phoenix is trying to do and Todd mm-hmm. Phillips is just telling his whole, a whole nother movie in a way. Yeah. And the, if you look at the past Jokers before Heath Ledger, they're always like really cartoony and campy. And yeah. Um, and then, well, and th- that's when Joker got uh gritty and, uh, and yeah. uh, fucked up really. And that's when people started to really be like, all right, what was, what, what about his childhood? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, so with this movie makes sense why I totally get why this movie exists. I totally get it. I totally get why exi- why it exists. I totally get why people like it even. Uh it's mm-hmm. just it's not for me. It's not for me at all. Yeah. I, it I... left me a bad feeling in my stomach. And I went in pretty like open and kind of aware that I wasn't going to like things but still as it waned I was, and I kind of did enjoy watching Joaquin go crazy in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it went on, I was just like, "Oh man, this is rough." <laughs> yeah. Just as all the riots started happening, and then he goes on the show, and he—I think it was especially when the dance hits on oh, the stairs, yeah. mm-hmm. the dance on the stairs, and then when he stabs that guy with the scissors. <laughs> that's when I started to feel really nauseous, yeah. and I did not stop feeling feeling nauseous until it ended. Yeah. And I mean, it clearly because of that, it's uh, the only reason it was made is because the Heath Ledger performance is so uh, so captivating, so captivating, yeah. powerful, and still talked about all the time. So it's yeah, it's almost like a a poor homage to that. But it's uh, I went in wanting to like it too. You know, I was super yeah. excited when I just heard um, that it was happening. But now that I've seen it, I just I kind of wish. I I enjoy that the Heath Ledger Joker had that mysterious background. You don't know where yeah. this guy came from. He 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 says, and this almost is so not subtle that it gives no, it gives it all away. There's no yeah. more mystery anymore Nothing to it. All. It's just all right in your face. Just a messed up guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and and again, that's what makes him more like scary as a villain. It is like so what happened to this guy? Like where's where did he come from? How did he become this way? But yeah, I don't know. That's all kind of out the window. And yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, it's it What's interesting is the Dark Knight is kind of doing a similar thing to Joker in how it's taking a superhero genre and meshing it with another genre except yeah. the Dark Knight just does it uh takes the crime thriller world and meshes it just way better it just works and this mm. the the scorsese world with the joker did not work quite as much for me yeah. and it's funny the scorsese like... artsy world did not work with uh, a superhero flick 
And Scorsese is the one that says uh, like superhero movies are like theme park rides or something too. So yeah, it's funny that they're taking the guy who's seemingly theme, like, theme parks anti- would not sell this ride. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is not a, a fun theme park ride. I would also say though, I, I again, I will say once again, well, I get why people like this despite all I have against it and the mm-hmm. fact that I never want to watch it again because I know I'll hate it probably twice as much. Uh, it is well shot and it's a great performance and it its plot probably in a hollow way speaks uh, to a lot of uh, comic book nerds everywhere. Yeah. And uh, all of Todd Phillips' bros will like it until the day he dies and keep worshiping Todd Phillips, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's It'll still, I mean, it'll go down as one of the most successful movies ever, obviously, and a lot of people will still love it. But there's always, I feel like, going to be a little bit of uh, an asterisk by it because I feel like people either love it or they really, really don't like it. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, you can see that if you just look at YouTube. There are people who are ripping like Parasite to shreds because it beat Joker for Best Picture, and I, I just can't comprehend how someone can think that way. But it's fine, you know. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> they can like it more than uh, more than Parasite, and that's fine. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, I the, I feel like the way for me to sum it up is that there's so much to say about a movie that says so little but it really yeah it thinks it says i think it's just because everyone was there were so many people that were uh through the roof about this movie mm-hmm. uh that i just it you know it just it just uh begs you to go after it any a little bit more maybe and also while watching the movie is just very it's not a enjoyable experience no yeah. <laughs> really at all um there's a lot of problematic things in there i not problematic things to society or anything like that but just uh problematic in a from a filmmaking perspective from a an originality perspective uh like we were saying with uh star wars and lion king last week uh with a lack of originality this is i'd say joker by many is considered an original film but in a way i don't i don't see it that way as much at all i think it's very uh yeah i think its influences are very direct and uh there it doesn't have much of its own thing going outside of joaquin's performance probably yeah and i think the uh not only does it directly draw from its influences too much is that it the writing i feel like is overly like generic like yeah, yeah. They, I feel like they're trying to get like, um, you know, like there's so many quotes from the Joker and the Dark Knight that, um, you know, people still use like all the time. And there's so many viral clips from it. So I feel like they were trying to go for that. Like, let's get some uh, let's get some quotes out there that people will be you know, putting out a poster or something. You know, we got to get some quotes that he says. And I just feel like they're all really bland and generic. Yeah. Yeah. They, there's nothing. You guys memorable. are all awful people. You know, yeah, society yeah. is awful. Yeah, you you guys would kick me on the streets. Yeah, uh, the whole I, I rewatched the uh, the scene when he's on De Niro's talk show and he shoots him and mm-hmm. just I I just hate the the dialogue there. It's just yeah. so bad and it's Joaquin makes it slightly better 
but uh, I don't think anyone could say some of those lines and make. Me I feel like we do. Give a we, shit. The script seems a little better just because Joaquin's performance is so good. But yeah, I, I feel like most of the things he says are not that great. No, so <laughs> you know, dumb with and not that much yeah. insight to them at all. Yeah, that, and that's where I that's where I think it falls flat is that it's just like throwing out these like generalities about society and mental illness and yeah and heath ledger's joker was like saying things that are almost lifted straight from philosophy books like they're not as they're not as original as everyone thinks because they are straight from philosophy books but they are such just very they are statements with a lot of truth um mm-hmm. and so and because his performance is so good that you can really just wrap your head around them for a while and just be captivated by it. And I think that this movie kind of takes the idea of having a philosophical side to this character and just kind of making it really, uh, but just, I don't know. It's kind of dumbed down a lot. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's written by Todd Phillips. Who <laughs> <laughs> we talked about before. Yeah. Paging Dr. Faggot. Yeah. yeah Same guy not... who wrote that. It's not his thing. He wrote, you know, he wrote due date. He, but like yet he, I think, I feel like he's not usually respected uh, by a lot of film people out there, but since he kind of is giving a certain group of uh, film brothers around there, uh, Mm -hmm. like what they want in a way, now he's getting all this uh, hype. Because yeah. it's like, oh, Joker and Scorsese. Oh, oh and, yeah. And that's exactly Todd Phillips. Is like, I know. That's what I was thinking, bro. I'm the new and Scorsese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that dance on the stairs is like the best scene of the year. Yeah. <laughs> People are taking pictures by it in New York now. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's become something now. Yeah. Yeah. I know. They're like, that is the staircase where he did that. It's like. And then the dance comes up. It's not even that great. No, uh, and the, the scene, I hate the song they use, too. Yeah, and they, it's really poor song choice. There's multiple times where I'm like, this is a good song. They're playing it. But why are they playing it during this fucked up movie? So stupid, <laughs> yeah. The score won Academy Award for best score. Why not, you know, Oh. use mm. that during part of the... Uh, you know, part of these profound scenes where he's on the stairs, but they instead they use jock rock. Yeah, I I, I think yeah. the second and first act have a good amount of the score, mm-hmm. and but then he goes he goes full soundtrack mode. Goes rock and roll, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Weird flick. It is, yeah. It's definitely one you gotta see just because. I don't know the past year. That's it's such a huge topic. Um. Just yeah, to be in yeah. the know with, uh, I guess, modern pop culture. It's yeah, it's fascinating to see. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's Joker. Oof, we did it. Yeah, we, we finally. Did. Now we can bury that. We've been speculating about it for months. Yeah. <laughs> we have talked about it many time on other podcasts, but now we've been able to deep dive because you've seen it. So yeah, that was good. That was a good therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I've yeah. The next one I'd like to talk about, uh, I watched yesterday. It's uh, The Fanatic. Ah, yes. Another one on my list to talk about today. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of mental illness. Yeah, speaking of weirdos with mental illness, 
but th- yet this guy is fairly innocent i would say yeah this one it's i don't enjoy seeing him in pain because it is very cringeworthy yeah travolta's Um, performance is uh pretty rough i i just do not understand what what he's doing you can tell he's going for something yes and you can tell that the whole film is going for something but it's just it's just missing you know yeah and i feel like he's going for just this it's similar kind of to Joker. It's Rain similar Man. to Joker in a way where it's going after like the system or Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that's kind of, this is kind of going after the entertainment system and I don't know, privileged people in Hollywood or I guess. Yeah. Uh, is it who plays the actor he's obsessed with? Oh, uh... Good is, it Pax- is it Pax? Uh, is it? It's not James Paxton, is it? I gotta pull this up. Fanatic. Letterbox doesn't show me the. James Paxton is, in, he's not the. I think it's. Who's the who's the guy? Devin Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. So this guy. What else has this guy done? Final Destination, Casper, Idle Hands. <laughs> Yeah. And the fanatic. This guy basically bullies Travolta. He's terrible to him. Yeah, yeah he's hor he's a huge asshole. Absolutely terrible. When he like autographs his chest. Yeah. Freaks him out. He's, he's standing outside his home, which is obviously yeah. like terrible, but it's so harsh. But he he totally this guy, whenever you see him immediately, you you are freaked out, but then you realize he's harmless when you spend a couple seconds with him. Yeah. Because he's he like do? Yeah. yeah, he's not doing he's just a weirdo kind of. And then mm-hmm. it always shows the Hollywood uh royalty just like but like, get out of here and he's like, Get away you? Yeah. Get away from me <laughs> And then it's the score is going like <laughs> and it's like ooh, this is so dark yeah it, it really like he could have just called the cops on the guy went past him like he, he clearly can tell that he has mental issues and yeah he's definitely not in control of what he's doing totally um so just i mean call the cops get someone yeah. to to help him take care of like yeah he's just a an asshole completely terrible yeah, and I'm sure there are guys like this in Hollywood. Uh, oh yeah, just fans like mm-hmm. who are just way too obsessed with uh, the movie industry and stars around them, and they're older and sad. Yeah, sad and pathetic. And so uh, I this... kind of liked that a little about this movie. It did feel, while it was bad, it felt like it came from a real place somewhat. Except when, yeah, when uh, the actor was beating the shit out of him <laughs> i was kind of like what the fuck yeah who would that... not be why would he not be scared of this guy and that actor clearly he has some like mental things he needs to work out if he's that some brutally serious anger beating this guy yeah he has problems like and... he sees him in his neighborhood again with his kid he gets out of the car and just goes up to him, he's like, get the fuck out of here yeah. and starts pushing him it's like this is not real life no, any, I mean, you go up to, if that guy goes up to a big, huge celebrity, for the most part, they're just going to, like, ignore him, 
Yeah, or just try to stay away. Stay away from him. Again, call, like, cops or somebody on him. But, yeah, this guy is just... He's out for blood. Yeah, he's relentless (laughs) about fans. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's just... It's just bonkers. And just the, I mean, before you even watch this movie, just seeing that image of John Travolta and seeing that it's directed by Fred Durst, it already, like, sets it up for, like, okay, this this is going to be terrible, but I have to see whatever this is. Um, and, I, and I would say it's... Uh, I was hoping it would be one that I would also think is kind of, like, hilariously bad and would want to rewatch. But this one also, like the Joker, made me super uncomfortable that I didn't want to watch it again because it, I don't know, it didn't have a lot of redeeming qualities for me or things that I thought were super funny that would be funny to see again or funny to watch. Yeah, I got really tired of Travolta just going like, stop being mean to me. I was just like, I just got got so sick of watching that. The constant squealing and screaming. Yeah, He's like a just like an even more childish version of uh dustin hoffman and rain man rain rain man except he's obsessed with celebrities instead of you know numbers and blackjack i will say Uh, that it's a lot better than travolta's worst movie of last year his other worst movie of the year from uh 28 uh 2019 or 2018 gotti i'd say it's a lot i would say it's a lot better than gotti i don't know if you ever saw that I did see Gotti. We probably talked about. It. I think it's a lot. We talked better. about that one. I feel yeah. like Gotti. I feel like this movie at least tries to be a movie. Gotti <laughs> is so. Gotti is just and... such a trash thing that exists. I can't believe uh, either of these movies got made. But if I, yeah. if I had to, I guess pick one that I think. Um, I, I guess I can see why you know someone would want to release this movie. I could see it because the storyline is like kind of interesting. It's this guy that's just completely obsessed with these celebrities. And um, from there, I feel like you can take it somewhere. Um, yeah. God, he's just a, yeah. Dumpster fire that. Uh, yeah. So when I saw glad I forgot that about the fanatic started and it had somewhat of an original story and was actually shot like a regular movie and had regular like blocking and just shot composition i was like all right well this is already way better than yeah <laughs> than Gotti. but then he started to talk travolta started to act and i was just like oh man God, this is what yeah. i'm in this is what i'm in for and and Gotti, i was definitely right from the the first time when travolta looks at the camera and starts you know and breaks the fourth wall i was like what the what is it like this is so weird right now this coming out of yeah, nowhere and i yeah. was out right from then i was like i'm, I'm gonna hate this uh and yeah this one yeah it, it was definitely um <laughs> i don't know it, it was definitely worth watching i guess but uh yeah it's just not a good movie and i just wonder what is going on with john travolta personally that he it's like taking on these projects. Desperate measures, man. Yeah. Desperate measures. Yeah, because this is the guy from Blowout. The guy from Blowout, yeah. Yeah. An amazing movie. <laughs> well, yeah, we talked about an, a ton. an amazing yeah. uh, performance, too. Like, one of yeah. the 
probably best performances in a De Palma movie. Yeah, which is really saying something. That he's been great in in a lot of things. It I just... think his career has been a just a big up and down roller coaster. You know, yeah. Because then he came back with Pulp Fiction for Pulp one Fiction. time, and he yeah. was kind of that's when he's known for being uh used correctly you you know used right again uh Mm -hmm. yeah and enigma that travolta he is i feel like he's just become so famous and it's well yeah kind of has lost touch with that's another one of the big things in this movie is that he's this the most famous guy ever is playing this guy He's probably channeling some actual fan interactions he's had. Maybe. Uh, he's I like, guess. hmm, that was strange. <laughs> yeah. What an interesting role. What an interesting person, that <laughs> that, yeah. fan- that fan. I'm going to take inspiration from that. <laughs> yeah. I, I do I a movie really, with the guy from Limp I'm John yet. Travolta. I really don't know anything about <laughs> <Yeah>. people. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He's so far detached from society and regular, just regular human beings that... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'd, lo- I'd love to see uh, Tom Cruise's version of the fanatic. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's another one too, where he is so famous, and he's got to be so, just, so odd. If you met him in person, maybe yeah. he's completely normal. But, uh, but Tom Cruise. Oh, is I, still I don't. Doing I don't movies. think he's normal. <laughs> um, yeah. Be? yeah. Tom Cruise. At least that's the thing you can't knock is that Tom Cruise is had his career is always on fire yeah his career his per who knows what's going on in that dude's life but he's, his a, career, he's a maniac yeah his career is always on fire yeah i, d- I don't think he's human but uh he he no, still he's makes definitely good was movies. he definitely was made in a lab somewhere for movies <laughs> yeah no yeah he's the quintessential like movie actor yeah uh, famous just famous person yeah yeah yeah, that would be interesting to see Tom Cruise in this role. In the fanatic. Yeah, fanatic. <laughs> the fanatic tw- the fanatic brothers, so it's him <laughs> and Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be mean to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just fans. Yes. Oh yeah, we need a sequel. Yeah, there we go. And it's just... just the one st- stupid fucking guy just punching them in the face (laughs) get the fuck out of here and them just screaming yeah so the last scene in the fanatic is crazy when he's all tied up there and then oh he's like we're gonna go we're gonna spend my credit cards and i I don't remember (laughs) what happens that doesn't he kill him i think he does he kills the shit out of him doesn't now it's god it's been so long since i've seen i think he kills him he kills him in his dining room i believe yeah no that's it yeah, it's like it's pretty brutal. I think too. it is. It is, and I think they like close up on Travolta's face, and then they're supposed to be. It's supposed to be a meaningful death or some of some sort. Yeah. Oh wait, I don't think he. So I don't think he dies, but he. I mean, he has to get taken to the hospital. He gets brutally injured. Yeah. Oh, now I'm looking at the plot here. It says the guy is arrested for the murder of his housekeeper. Did his housekeeper die? I don't remember that. I don't, I'm looking at this plot on Wikipedia, and it's not making any sense to me. But uh, so maybe he <laughs> murdered his housekeeper because there's a point 
I remember a point in the movie where he tells his Hispanic housekeeper that they can't have sex anymore, and oh, now you're yeah. saying that he murdered the housekeeper. So that's... It says in the plot here, as the movie ends, Dunbar is seeing it's seen being arrested for the murder of his housekeeper. But I don't, I don't think he... I don't recall this housekeeper being murdered, but maybe I don't either. Maybe 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 that's some sort of underlying side plot that I totally missed. It's been a while since I've seen the fanatic, but uh, yeah, the, my curiosity isn't peaked enough for me to go back and rewatch it to find out what <laughs> exactly right, happened. Let's with figure the this out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll do a whole episode just on the housekeeper next the week. Yeah. <laughs> How it all. Uh, comes just to together. uncover that mystery yeah I, I mean anything else on the fanatic that's another <laughs> i think that was a good uh, that felt at least like a good amount of, on the fanatic yeah. yeah i think we gave it uh we gave it good enough time <laughs> we, we gave it some love yeah <laughs> shout out to fred durst all right do you have any i've i've been bringing them all up uh yeah well those are both two that were on my list there's only one uh, well, there's a couple more that I um, that I wrote down to talk about. One of them, this will be brief because I really don't remember much of what happened in this movie other than the things that I blatantly didn't like about it. Um, but it's another sort of rehash of a more popular franchise. Um, and it's Hellboy. And Hellboy... Um, Hellraiser 2 or whatever? No, Hellboy. So oh, Hellraiser... Hellraiser is like is like Pinhead and oh, those like I'm just old saying. horror movies. <laughs> okay, never <laughs> two mind. different things, yeah. But Hellboy is a thing where Ron, it was Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman. Right, they're like right. huge fans. And this of is Hellboy. the this is the reboot. This is the reboot of it with David Harbor, and um, I knew nothing about the Hellboy graphic novels or comics, whatever, uh, whatever they were. But I actually really enjoyed. Um, the two Hellboy movies that Guillermo del Toro did with um, Ron Perlman, um, I thought they were they were just fun popcorn um, action comic book movies before the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, thought Ron Perlman was actually really great. They're actually they're they're charming and also um, the um, the effects are really cool as well. It's a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, just cool movies. I just thought they were cool movies. So then, of course, they have to remake them with David Harbour, who's huge because of Stranger Things. And it's just completely the opposite of of the previous Del Toro movies because it's so unfunny and it's trying to be it's trying to be like a hilarious movie at times. And it's it's just it, none of the jokes hit. There's not there wasn't a single time where I was like, oh okay, well that was a little funny. And there are even like Marvel movies where I see where I don't really care for the movie that much, but there are some parts that make me laugh. But uh, a, a, <laughs> so it's a comedy that's not funny at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, they, I mean, I guess you could argue that it's not trying to be as funny. It's just trying to you know include some humor in there, like all the Marvel movies do. But uh, just completely misses. Uh, and then, yeah, one of the great things from the Del Toro ones is, like in a lot of Del Toro movies, is the the effects and the production design and yeah, because all those these creatures movies looked and uh, really cool uh, before 
the look of superhero movies became you know what it is now you know really yeah. bright bright marvel movies and these were kind of dark and uh gritty it seemed like and interesting costumes and stuff just a different yeah. world altogether yeah exactly i really love that the dark atmosphere of it and like really re- kind of a red x-men yes yeah definitely and and this one just hellboy himself there the face on him is so bad that he has one facial expression the entire movie and <laughs> so he's david harbour isn't really you know acting so much i mean i guess he's doing voice acting but I, the whole thing could have just been cgi i feel like because his face was just so distracting the whole time for me because there was it was just his face being angry there's no no way he can move it to to show any sort of um facial expressions or show any sort of i I mean acting without without speaking and ron perlman when he was when he was hellboy you know it was actually like his face and then all this prosthetic things around him so he could still you know act and um yeah and you can get i guess the full you could you could really feel his character more this is just i don't know it was so distracting to me because he just looked angry the entire time even when he's making some dumb joke or it's supposed to be a lighthearted comic relief moment it just looked terrible um yeah and it's just ultimately it's just an un unneeded reboot of a movie i think it bombed at the box office anyway so yeah it sounds like a big uh failure i don't really know anybody who saw it i feel like it's like a low-key remake failure that came out this year yeah no one no one cared to see it managed to stay really under the radar i feel like yeah and and i feel like the original two are kind of i feel like they're pretty well liked and almost oh for sure in a sense they're not you know these they're not they didn't do uh, huge numbers at the box office, but they're still they still have a good following. I feel like now and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, and you could really tell how much you know even seeing interviews of Del Toro and Ron Perlman talking about how much they love the character and the comics of Hellboy. So you can tell that they worked hard to make some quality movies, and this just seems like it's kind of riding on the coattails of that. Um, and uh yeah i wouldn't recommend seeing it <laughs> i would recommend seeing joker and the fanatic for certain reasons but i would not recommend seeing hellboy because there's no there's no point to it nice yeah <laughs> so that's cool <laughs> uh is there is there anything else that you have on your list i got i got one more that i could talk about but yeah i've got a couple briefly all right what else you got so I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I want to talk about it again because I I really have problems with this movie, and it's <laughs> uh it's uh Mindy Kaling's Late Night. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have it, not watched because of your. I your almost quick I almost sound I feel like I sound like an asshole going after Late Night, <laughs> but it's really just if it's such a. Uh, it's such a wasted potential um that that you know that i feel like i feel like it's a topic that's uh super uh super relevant nowadays um 
uh, like just you know women in smoke show business and um, minority women in show business and uh, uh, you know female talk show hosts and everything just like like just with the Me Too movement and everything that's been going on and I just feel like this movie was super safe um, mm. in everything it tried to do with all this and just super not funny um and as and i think the only thing good in this movie is emma thompson as the talk show host she's pretty good sometimes but other than that the mindy kaling is a very annoying character uh who's always Mm. just telling you no you should not be bad like this you should be this way you know you should Mm. behave right and it's just like it's just not interesting or funny at all Um, it doesn't show off why she's in this position to be making this movie it's more like a hey you people out there who aren't politically correct you be politically correct she almost says it directly to the camera um a bunch of times um and, and and there's she's her character has zero charm to her and most of the characters have zero charm to her to them and uh yeah, it's just a it's 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 disappointing because I feel like it's a movie you could uh, that had a lot to work with and you could have knocked out of the park. And I was rooting for Mindy Kaling uh, yeah. to make a solid movie, and yeah, it just wasn't. I mean, and she is she's proved to be a really good comedy writer in the past. Um, obviously, she wrote a lot of. Um, a lot of the office and then her own show i've never seen the mindy i Project, never saw but it's it super popular yeah um, seems to be doing well uh but yeah it's just everything you said about it i can kind of i can definitely see how it can be that way and it almost it sounds like the joker in a sense of it says things but without without it they're kind of hollow at the same time yeah yeah it, it just i'm it's kind of a bummer too, because I was excited to see that, knowing that she, uh, that she wrote it and Emma Thompson's in it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Based on your reviews, it's not <laughs> sounding like something that I'll even enjoy. Yeah, and it sounds it, like she's like the annoying person at your at your office who's like telling everybody how they how they're supposed to act, or you well, know, yeah, nit- yeah, she's kind of like a know? babysitter. A character in the movie and she's not funny ever <laughs> and i hate it <laughs> i hate that part about it i'm like why would you not m- make your character funny you're supposed to be a comedy writer in this movie mm-hmm. and you're here because you're a comedy writer in real life so this should yeah. work to get work out you should have all the the ideas you know to make this good and make it funny and have actually have something to say too yeah. uh and it just it just doesn't you're making this movie about someone exactly like you yeah right <laughs> about a woman comedy writer dealing with I mean, a writer's room full of men pretty much yep pretty or, much a bunch yeah. of harvard white writer's room men which is normally what comedy comedy <laughs> uh rooms are like and uh, yeah. yeah and they're all just they're all just douchey and you don't remember any of them they're all like the same and then she of course starts to like one and then he's an asshole to her and then she's like mm. she starts crying and then you have to watch her cry 
<laughs> it's not like it's not like in the office where it's funny you know mindy kaling crying is just really sad she's kind of sad in this movie mm-hmm. yeah and just i guess it sounds like it makes you wonder how these like idiot guys who have all these horrible opinions became successful enough comedy writers to be on like a nationally televised show uh yeah. i feel like that's something that that's a, a movie trope in not good movies is you see these people in these roles or these jobs in real life and you wonder okay in real life these people would not be in these types of jobs because of exactly how their character is acting um mm-hmm. yeah it kind of sounds like that yeah late night that's that's one i'm not gonna watch <laughs> <laughs> and it's at one point been on my amazon prime list but uh yeah yeah no i have one more i can talk about quickly all right yeah uh it's not one i i did not hate it um it's more on the same level of late night where i was uh just i was disappointed um and i thought that it had a lot of uh potential uh this is actually a jim jarmusch movie uh who's one of my it's well known that he's one of my favorite directors and uh and it's uh the dead don't die um mm. with i'll read all the people great cast yeah. bill murray adam driver tilda swinton chloe chloe S- savini selena gomez tom waits steve buscemi danny glover caleb landry jones iggy pop uh the rizza rosie perez um and there's more uh yeah wow so it's that's ins- bigger it, cast than i even remember it's an insane Dang. cast and it's uh it's jim jarmusch and i have seen almost every jim jarmusch movie up to this point I, i've only not seen uh like one i think uh this one with bill murray wow. and I, every one i have seen is very special and very memorable and uh very just uniquely him uh like nobody else could make that movie in my opinion that he usually makes um and they're just all brilliant to me and the dead don't die is just very flat um so i was very disappointed by that uh Mm. because he had he you know i just because up to this point he has made he has had a untarnished career i would say (laughs) in uh, mm-hmm. my opinion and he just has it seems just like he's been an indie rock star filmmaker for so many years and now he's finally he has this opportunity to make this movie that's kind of big that people knew about just because you have all these names and it's just uh you know it's just flat it's just kind of boring yeah. uh and so it's just a little disappointing because um, yeah, it just he hasn't done it yet, and uh, yeah, uh, probably a lot of people actually uh, checked this out because of it had a bigger release than most of his movies. Um, yeah, it's not like a, it's not like I hated it, but I was just like, it's just all flat. It's all flat. Yeah, it's a lot and... of like uh, bids, a lot of like kind of dark bids in a zombie world, and they just just all fall flat. Mm. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for this and being super excited for it. I'm kind of getting over – I'm just kind of over zombies. Uh, yeah. I've just seen so much zombies lately. But, I mean, Bill Murray and 
uh, Adam Driver mm-hmm. starring as like these two cops in the zombie movie. I was totally yeah. on board. It's like, okay, I want to see this. Uh, I started it when I was on a plane not too long ago. And I mean, it just, I didn't finish it cause I was on a plane, but right from the, you know, probably the first 20, 30 minutes that I saw, I just didn't really care about it. Yeah, it you just don't. You just don't catch on to anything. Mm-hmm. It's almost. It's too. There's not enough going on. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Weird. literally that. Uh, and it has such a great cast too. Like, how can, how can all these people together not make, uh, a great movie? But yeah, uh, what's interesting about it is you'll find out. You'll find this out it, when you start diving into Jim Jarmusch is that a lot of his movies there really isn't much going on at all Mm -hmm. and so his style that's kind of his style is that he's Mm -hmm. it's a lot of just vignettes of people you know just like just like sitting there you know in 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 a really cool master shot and 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 that and it's like a classic you know (laughs) it's like you know really regarded uh worldwide and and it's it's funny because his styles it's similar in this movie where he'll just film people being there but in this movie i it's like the clocks finally run out where it's just like all right no jarmusch this this is actually boring <laughs> i don't think this is genius i think this is boring man it was bound yeah, to happen he's moment. been making films since the 80s i mean everyone's got one dud you know? yeah exactly at least one yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, but yeah well that's a good segue into the last one that I wanted to bring up too, because it's also uh, a director that uh, I know both of us really like who we've also talked a lot about him on the podcast, including this episode. Uh, but it's the new De Palma movie. From oh yeah. Domino. Yeah. With uh, uh, Jamie Lannister, right? Jamie Lannister and uh, the red witch is in it too. <laughs> what yeah (laughs) i had already accepted that jamie lannister was in it so now that there's another game of thrones person i'm just kind of mind blown yeah carice van houten is in it uh and then there's also guy pierce and uh, a lot of other people who i don't know Uh, a lot of other danish actors because it was filmed in denmark but uh yeah it's kind of uh it's just not a not a good movie but again it would like uh, you said about the dead don't die. I didn't hate it, but I just really didn't care about anything that was happening. It, nothing ever hooked me. Nothing, nothing ever got me. Um, I guess a little bit interested in um, you know seeing what happens next. I was almost just waiting for it to be over because uh, it it was all really uh, just kind of uh, plain and uninteresting. Is it a thriller? Oh, supposed to be yeah it's a it's like a crime thriller of uh how many thrillers could brian de palma make like my yeah. god <laughs> and it's about uh it has to do with you know someone um a cia agent agent being murdered by an isis member something like that and uh and basically jamie lannister is going on to like get vengeance for it yeah um but yeah i mean it's just kind of it was kind of boring and uh and de palma has apparently said that he doesn't consider this um one of his works because he said the production was just a disaster because the 
because he wasn't getting the money from the Danish studio that he was <laughs> supposed to be getting, and so everything was just kind of done on a whim. Wow, there was no plan or. You structure. know, it's bad. Then he immediately just removes himself from responsibility. Yeah, he's like, I. This is not one of my my movies. Unfortunately, it has my name covered on it. But uh, yeah, he basically was disowning it, saying just he it wasn't the movie that he wanted to make and he uh yeah he regretted getting <laughs> getting caught in the middle of it it's just the Damn. production story that's, just sounds that's terrible. sad yeah it's also just weird that he's you know this well-established director in the u.s but he makes this movie in Denmark well yeah and, i mean who know who today knows who brian de palma is anymore really like yeah who's a, who's who's sir who's trying to netflix and chill is like so do you do you <laughs> Do you think me, they have Luke. any Brian De Palma movies on <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's just yeah. It's j- just disappointing. And now I'm not like, uh, I, I really love De Palma's movies, but I'm not like, ooh, I wonder what he does next. Just no, because... I mean he's so old. He's past. Yeah. He's past it. I, I, I'm still some. Even though you, yeah, you said it wasn't good. I'm still somewhat intrigued by this movie, especially since yeah. it's a bad production uh, story. Yeah, it's. I, I've been reading up on, um, I guess, uh, behind the scenes stuff, and it just sounds like a terrible experience overall. But uh, so it's. I mean, it was bound to fail, just right from production. So. Um, I, I don't even know if it was in theaters or not. I didn't definitely didn't, um, see it in any theaters around me. Uh, it's on Netflix now. So that's why I got around to seeing it. But, uh, but yeah, it's an- another, uh, another favorite director of the podcast, but, but not a, a stinker in 2019. Not a, he, he's not as, uh, he doesn't last as long as some of these others. No, he's no Todd Phillips. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah. But that's uh I guess that's ending on a sour note for my list, but um now I want to watch I mean, Blowout. I, it's it's kind of hard. <laughs> it's kind of hard hard to end this on a good note. So yeah, I yeah. hated that movie too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is making me it's making me want to go back and watch um the good De Palma movies. Uh Which you it, yeah, you always can. Yes, right. Don't ever the, forget it. We'll always have Blowout. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean those are that's the the bad movies that came out in 2019. Yeah, man, we did it. Quite that's... a bit more, but yeah. I mean, someone's got to someone's got to bring them up cuz 2019 was a a great year for movies. Someone's got to say something about Someone's got to take a stand <laughs> on all ta- these reboots. Someone's got to take a stand about late night and the fanatic and the fanatic, yeah. Enough, enough everybody. Okay, we live we live in a society where enough Mindy Kaling. And I cannot take, about. I cannot take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, those are the worst movies. 2019. See yeah. them if you want, but we understand if you don't, because we told you flat out not to see them, but and uh, that's, uh, that's yeah. it for 2019. That's a wrap. We're ending, yeah. ending our 2019 season, uh, in February here, but yeah, yeah. That'll and do it. That's now we have no yeah, we have no <laughs> idea what we're doing next. <laughs> yes, so it's a mystery to us all. Yeah, it's basically the new season. This is your little cliffhanger. So enjoy. Yep.